This week on Talking Central Arizona Sports, the season comes to an end for the Bradshaw Mountain Bears and Prescott Badgers football teams. Hello everyone, my name is Torrance Thunham and welcome to a weekly podcast catching you up on the latest with Central Arizona sports teams. Part of Talking Glass Media's Cast 11 podcast network, the show features game previews and recaps along with interviews with coaches and players and much more. The show starts off this week with the end of the high school football season for Central Arizona teams as the Bradshaw Mountain Bears and Prescott High School Badgers both fell in their respective 4A state playoff quarterfinal games on Friday. Starting off with the Bradshaw Mountain Bears, who came into the game red-hot, winning seven in a row and earning their first home playoff win in more than a decade, the defense of the number 8 seeded Bradshaw Mountain Bears has been excellent during the team's stellar run, but they weren't able to contain the high-powered offense of the number one seeded American Leadership Academy Gilbert North Eagles and their senior quarterback Adam DeMonte in a 55-20 loss. The Eagles scored a touchdown on six of their seven drives in the first half, only being stopped on a turnover on downs at the Bradshaw Mountain five-yard line in the second quarter. Most of the damage came through the air, as DeMonte completed 17 of 23 passes for 338 yards and five touchdowns before being removed early in the second half, already up by multiple touchdowns. Here's head coach Bob Young on the Eagles' fast start. Well, you know, we just let the game get out of hand real quick, and it was, you know, they, they got the train rolling, and we couldn't stop it. They just have a lot of weapons. You know, the last month or so, we played teams that had one or two guys that we could shut down. These guys, you know, the whole field was that way, and, you know, I, I, again, this wasn't our best effort. I didn't think we tackled well, but, you know, they, they, they made us do that, so, you know, they, they got a heck of a team. The Eagles' defense was just as good as their offense as they held Bradshaw Mountain scoreless in the first half, with the Bears' best drive being 11 plays for 32 yards. You know, they're, they're a fine football team, and, you know, I, I just think, you know, defensively we knew we were going to give up some points, but our, our offense, we just never, never made any ground. Bradshaw Mountain would find the end zone a few times in the second half with some dazzling plays by their seniors. Quarterback Grady Rose and wide receiver Tanner Mitchell connected on 150 yards and two touchdowns, one of which was on a 78-yard completion late in the game. Senior Joel Dean also returned to kick more than 50 yards for a touchdown. The loss concludes a season for the Bears in which they went 7-3 overall in the regular season, including capturing their second consecutive 4A Grand Canyon region title by sweeping all five teams. Bradshaw Mountain accomplished this with only 10 seniors on the team and losing most of their dominant offensive line from last year. Here's Mitchell on that. I'm extremely proud of all my boys. In the beginning of their offseason and after last year, everybody wrote us off and told us that we lost our line and that we're going to not win a single game. So just to prove them wrong and get this far is, feels really good. Rose echoed Mitchell, saying the seniors set the team up to be even better next season. I think they're going to dominate the region again. Um, like, we got Giggy, you got James Giggy, you got Gabe Ricketts, Jordan Kelly. I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what they do. I, I think we set our, our seniors, set them up for a, a good place. You know, we got them to here, and let's see them go to the next level. Coach Young said work on the new season begins 
this week. Hopefully it'll drive him in the weight room. I told him next week, you know, we need to get in there and feel this hurt and feel this pain. And, you know, it's it's a long off season. And, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of work to do, obviously. And But we're going to get going on it next week. American Leadership Academy Gilbert North advances to the semifinals to play Lake Havasu as they seek their first state championship in school history. Meanwhile, Prescott High School couldn't get anything going offensively in their game against Snowflake as they fell 23-3. Here's head coach Cody Collette on the loss. Um, anytime you're playing a, a team that has, a, I believe, a 10- or 11-game playoff win streak, you can't uh, commit turnovers. And and uh, I really still feel like had we played our perfect game, we could have right been, been right there with them. But we turned the ball over four times in the first half, and dug ourselves too big a hole against that good a defense. It was pretty much as simple as that. We, Our defense, I thought, played really well. Offensively, I mean, uh, historically speaking, I think it was the best offense in PHS history, but uh, we ran into a buzzsaw against uh, a snowflake defense that was uh, just uh, fast and physical and uh, really, 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 really good. The season concludes for Prescott High School with an 8-2 and regular season record and a 4-1 mark in the region, good for second place. The Badgers also got a playoff win in the opening round on the road against Apache Junction. The Badgers will be losing 24 seniors from this year's team, including school rushing touchdown record holder Cody Leopold, Zine McKelvey, Morier Norris, and Jake Hilton. Just really proud of our team and our program. Back-to-back trips to the quarterfinals. Uh, first Grand Canyon team to do that in over a decade. Uh, five straight trips to playoffs, 11 straight winning seasons. Um, High team GPA, great group of young men, really, really happy with our program. It's going to be very difficult to replace these 24 seniors, but uh, they certainly accomplished quite a bit in their time at Prescott. And um, we're really proud of them, proud of our whole team. And, uh, you know, wish we could have kept the ride going all the way to Sun Devil Stadium. But uh, I think some of the things they took from this season are, are going to be with them a long time. Some of hopefully the life lessons and some of the good times. And uh, it was a great season, blessing to coach these guys. And, uh, Sad that it's over, but really happy that we got to do it. The Badgers will get some key contributors back next season, including quarterback Jackson Rice and Uriah Tanet. Uh, Jackson and Uriah are both really, really talented players. They have to be involved in everything. Um, just do, do a great job. Uh, Uriah is a tremendous basketball player also. Um, so those two guys are definitely a, a good building block to start with, no question. And uh, we'll get in the weight room and get our other guys uh, – ready to go and um you know we're probably going to take uh probably going to take a little bit of time to gel and things like that but i think before it's all said and done we'll we'll have a solid team we'll whip around central arizona sports teams as the winter seasons get underway but first they say failing to prepare is preparing to fail and with thanksgiving in the rearview mirror and the holiday season now underway winter is coming can your heater handle it Schedule your fall tune-up today with Yavapai Plumbing and Heating. All the info you need is at ypeinc.com. That's ypeinc.com. Welcome back to Talking Central Arizona Sports. Thanks for giving this podcast a listen. It's time to whip around Central Arizona sports teams and get you caught up on previous results and what's to come this week. 
Prescott High School boys and girls basketball gets their seasons underway starting this week as the boys will play Mountain Ridge on the road Friday while the girls will host Mountain Ridge the same day at 5.30 p.m. The boys soccer team also gets their season started as they will compete in the Alliance Tournament over the weekend. Meanwhile, the boys wrestling team competes against Deer Valley and Yuma on Wednesday before competing in the Nate Johnson Memorial Duels Tournament over the weekend. Moving on to Bradshaw Mountain, the boys' basketball team got their season started with a win against Seton Catholic Prep last week, 62-57. Then in the VCS Boys Basketball Thanksgiving Tournament, they went 3-1 with wins over Horizon, Tuba City, and Page. They next played Tuesday at home against Dysart at 7 p.m. The girls' basketball team lost their opening game last week against Seton Catholic, 53-31. Next up is Dysart on the road Tuesday at 7 p.m. The boys' soccer team begins their season on Tuesday as they play St. Mary's on the road before competing in the Alliance Tournament over the weekend. The girls' soccer team will also get their season underway on Tuesday against St. Mary's at home at 5 p.m. The boys' wrestling team, meanwhile, competes against Centennial and Independence on the road Wednesday at 4 p.m. Over to the Chino Valley High School Cougars now as the girls' basketball team are looking for their first win of the new season as they lost last week 84-12 to the Sholo Cougars and fall to 0-2. They host Payson on Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. The boys' basketball team is also looking for their first win after losing to Sholo last week 70-35 to fall to 0-2. They also host Payson on Tuesday with tip-off at 7 p.m. The boys' wrestling team begins their season on Wednesday in an eight-team meet before competing in the Pat Kenny Tournament over the weekend. The girls' wrestling team will also compete in the Pat Kenny Tournament to begin their season. On to collegiate sports now as the Embry-Riddle women's soccer team gets set to begin the 2022 NAIA Women's Soccer National Championship on Tuesday against Tennessee Southern at 3 p.m. The men's basketball team lost last week against OUAZ 104-77, but beat Benedictine Mesa 72-68 on Monday. Connor Verdugo led the team with 14 points. At 3-3, next up is road games against UC Merced on Friday and Simpson on Sunday. The women's basketball team also got a win against Benedictine Mesa on Monday night, 60-46. Zachariah King had 14 points, and Hannah Urbano scored 13 points in the win at 5-3. They now hit the road for road games against UC Merced on Friday and Simpson on Sunday. The men's wrestling team, meanwhile, competes in the New Mexico Highlands Open on Saturday. Ending the whip around with the Yavapai College Rough Riders as the men's basketball team last week beat Phoenix but lost both games in the Chapman Automotive Thanksgiving Basketball Tournament against the College of Southern Nevada and Snow to fall to 3-4 on the season. They host Eastern Arizona on Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. and Pima on Saturday at 2 p.m. The women's basketball team had their game against Phoenix postponed last week. At 3-3 on the season, they host Eastern Arizona on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. and Pima on Saturday at 4 p.m. As I do every week, all in the show giving my thoughts on some state sports. I believe there is no longer a question on what needs to happen for the Arizona Cardinals. They need a change in the front office and head coaching jobs, and it needs to happen during the team's bye week. The Cardinals, after leading for nearly the entire game on Sunday when I went to see them at State Farm Stadium, lost even though they had the ball in the final two minutes up by seven points. They couldn't get the first downs needed to ice the game or even get it to the two-minute warning. Combine that with one of the more puzzling play calls I've ever seen to go for it on fourth down in their own territory while up on the scoreboard with five minutes left in the second quarter, which turned into an interception, clearly shows head coach Cliff Kingsbury is grabbing at straws and has no idea how to fix this team. 
The team has problems on and off the field, as evidenced by last week, and it's time for owner Michael Bidwell to put aside his pride, realize his mistake of getting of giving Kingsbury and GM Steve Kime ridiculous contracts last offseason and hit the refresh button on this team before it's too late. Although, you know what, for some, it already may be too late, as the Charger fans basically took over State Farm Stadium on Sunday. A fan base that has problem drawing their own fans at their own home stadium. I'm Torn Sunham, and this has been Talking Central Arizona Sports, part of Talking Glass Media's Cast 11 Podcast Network. Come on back next week for recaps of the beginning games of the winter sports season. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week.